Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hi guys, this is uh, Matt Zimberg from Optimus Futures. Welcome to our podcast. And uh, today I'm going to talk about order execution. I think it's very important. Um, I know that we don't have a chance to interact with one another over a podcast, but I would encourage you to go to our page uh, community.optimistfutures.com and ask me any futures or forex related questions over there again it's community.optimistfutures.com it's where we can give you more details attach charts and just answer any question you might have about futures trading uh, today's topic as i mentioned is order execution and the order types and i know some of you are experienced in it and uh, there's nothing here in terms of order execution uh, and the types that is going to be new to you but those of you who are beginners and haven't traded for so long and want to kind of understand um, what uh, orders are out there and how to use them effectively uh, we're going to uh, uh, review it today and to be honest with you even the experienced one can always take a refresher course so um, there's, I'm going to focus on, no, I, I can't focus on all the orders today and I don't want to. I just want to focus on a few because there's orders like market at the open or market on close and fill or kill. Um, I think that they are very, very specific. And basically, I think that majority of people don't use them. Majority of the people just use limit orders, stop orders at the market orders. And um, those are the ones that I want to expand upon. I think it's really important to understand order execution because it's any game that you play. And I don't want to refer to trading as a game because I know you have your money on the line. But, but essentially, you know, every set of games out there has a set of instructions how to use it effectively and i look at trading as just another mental game uh, you know financial game that you have to understand the rules and part of the rules are the orders so let's um start with you know the basic order which is limit orders now the one thing about limit orders that you have to understand is that they are visible so limit orders are visible. They're visible on the dome. If you have a dome, you can see 
the limit orders they change all the time but essentially what you see are limit orders you have on the left side are all the people that are willing to sell and on the right side of the dome are all the people that are willing to buy so those are basically the orders are out there and so the, again they're visible now in order to uh, be guaranteed to fill on the limit order the price has to go above or below then it's guaranteed just because it hits the price it's not guaranteed and this is what I wanted to talk about the order that is not guaranteed if it hits the price let's take crude oil for example let's say you want to buy it at 60 and the market came down to 60 and now it hit 60 60 60 and you're not getting filled the reason you're not getting filled is because there's there are people that are ahead of you now if you're using technology that has basically the, the latency on it is rather high then basically it's going to cause issues so if you're trading from overseas from australia singapore china or even the continent of europe into chicago you really have to consider the technology that you're using it might be too slow this is where we help people at optimus futures you know to find the right technology but the only way going back to the example the only way to get guaranteed fill is if the price goes to let's say 59.99 then you're absolutely guaranteed to fill now <clears throat> a lot of people um talk about um the limit orders not only in terms of order but i think there are two aspects of this order that we need to discuss here one first of all it's an order with a discipline so basically once you have a methodology as they say you wait for the market to come to you you basically go in and um you place the order and that's the price that you want to go in right that's your discipline um, as opposed to just being spontaneous and just going at the market so if i'm a method it says there's a support level at 60 or 58.99 or the mini smp at i don't know 29.75 whatever the price is that's where the order execution comes into place and you put a limit order and that's your discipline you just waiting for the market to get there um, many times <clears throat> people might get frustrated by this order because it's not getting filled or just hovering around it and they might go and just all of a sudden go and uh, go at the market right but those who are disciplined and just some of them just wait for um, the level to get hit I'm not here saying that every time you put a limit order in the marketplace, you should always wait for it to get filled. At, under all circumstances, there could be circumstances that you might say, hey, you know what? Uh, the market kind of hit a plateau here in terms of support. I don't think it's going to go any lower. And I don't want to miss out on this move and you cancel it. But this is not something that should, you should do on an ongoing basis. If you place limit orders and cancel them, you go at the market. It has something to do with your discipline that you're just a little bit impatient i would suggest to be patient and just wait for the prices to hit and if they don't get hit over a long period of time you revise your method to another limit price or orders um, market orders essentially are orders that if you go with them you're really expecting you know a big risk reward because first of all there's a slippage that exists when you place a market order and but you don't want to miss out on you know if you think you know if you're going to get it you know if the market is trading at 60 on the crude 
and you're going to get filled all of a sudden at 60 or two and you miss out $20, but you think it's going to make a, a move back to 61 where you have potentially a gain of $980, then you're like, okay, I'll go at the market. So there's a room for market orders that should exist, but obviously they come with slippage. Those of you who are scalpers or go in and out, in and out, in and out, you miss out a tick. And that's a lot of money sometimes, you know, especially if you have a small account. So you might consider working with limit orders. Um, you reduce your frequency of trading a little bit, but at the same time, you know, your slippage, you know, preserves your, you don't want to have that slippage that you always exist, that you always have uh, going at the market. Um, basically, what I'm talking about as far as, just remember, every single um, order entry uh, <clears throat> is one where limit orders can be after you get filled where you place a limit order for a profit and um, also a limit order for an, um, an entry so any type of order can function for both ways now we're going to uh, talk about stop orders right now so you have a buy stop and you have a sell stop and again i want to remind everyone that stop orders essentially are market orders so when the price gets hit it turns into a market order it could have huge slippage and you're not guaranteed to get filled because of market conditions. If the market is dropping like crazy, you know, and you just want to exit the market, you can have a huge gap. Sometimes the market can't even execute that because every stock price has a limit to it. People don't know this, but um, you can click on an order. It might not get filled. So just be careful out there. And I have to uh, make the disclaimer. Uh, so that's part of your risk management. So again, you have buy stop and sell stop. Um, people who use buy stops when they're short, obviously, because at some point you just have to kind of say, okay, I'm wrong, right? If you're short and the market keeps on going up, you must admit that at some point you're wrong. And if you're uh, long then the, and the market is falling, you put a sell stop. And again, you know, you don't want, and you want to have those orders in place um, every single time, as much as people complain that they say my order gets get filled and then the market turns around and goes in my favor, that has nothing to do with the order. That's because you might be, you know, uh, placing stops in markets that have very high ranges. Maybe you shouldn't have been there from the first place, but um, that's basically it. You gotta have risk management in place. Um, you can enter orders with buy stop and sell stops. Usually, people who trade breakouts. Um, if let's say you have the gold trading, let's say at 1500 and you're saying, you know, if it's going to break 1510, it's going to go to 1550. So you place a buy stop at 1510, although the price right now is at 1500. Some people may ask, well, why would I buy it at a higher level that I can buy it at a cheaper level now? Well, professional traders don't think about pricing. They think about value. Right. So it's very hard to many people to distinguish between price and value because at 1510, the market can be more valuable than 1500. So you're not actually buying a price, you're buying value. So if it breaks 1510, then the market kind of signals momentum to the upside and then it can go further. Same thing is on the downside. Let's say the gold is trading at 1500 and you're saying to yourself, you know, if the market is going to break 1480, then it's probably going to go lower. But if it's not going to go to that level, it might continue higher. Or it just might hover here for a very long time. Again, we're trading value. We're not trading price. 
So at 1480, there could be potential weakness that comes in. Now, all the examples that I use are um, hypothetical. Um, and it's, uh, you know, so you can apply it to any market out there. Um, let's talk about stop orders for a minute. Again, a lot of this is something that I wanted to tell to all the traders out there, whether professionals or amateurs. If you use a stop order, it doesn't mean you can walk away from the screen. Because again, stop orders have <clears throat> a limit order attached to them. I'm not talking about stop limit orders, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But every stop order, basically the market, the exchanges want to regulate pricing. So if the market, let's say you're trading oil and it, you it's at 60 and the market, let's say, goes, you want to get out at 59.80. But if the market gaps down to 59, you have to watch if you're out of the market or not, because your 59.80 can turn into a limit order, meaning that it gapped, but now when your stop hasn't been filled, because again, every stop has a certain limit price attached to it, there's a certain range. And so you always have to watch, and I always tell traders, just because you put a stop, you know, doesn't mean you can walk away from the screen. You know, if anything, go into your mobile uh, system. You know, if you can be there, make sure you have an app running on your phone. No, I, I don't encourage people to trade from their phone, but for monitoring and risk management system, at least do that if you can be by, um, by the screen. Uh, <clears throat> now, going back to the stop limit order, there's a specific order which is called the stop limit. Um, you can use it again as a buy entry or a sell entry, um, and you can use it as risk management. But essentially, in order to avoid slippage in the market, you can attach, you can attach a limit order also in, to it. So, for example, let's say I, I would say you should use stop limit orders more on entry as opposed to exits because you don't want to you don't want the price to gap through that price and you not getting out. And you just keep on losing in your position. So let's talk for a minute about uh, stop uh, limit order. Let's say again, using um, gold as an example, you're saying, okay, if the price breaks, it's trading at 1500 in the current month. If it goes to 1510, I want to, I want to have a buy stop, but you don't know if it's going to hit 1510. You might get filled afterwards at 1515, 1520. You just don't know. So what you want to do is say, okay, I want to buy stop at 1510 with a limit of 1512. So you're willing to give two points, you know, to the market because you think after that the, the move can be huge. Or you can say it's 1510 stop, 1510 limit. I don't want any worse than that. But sometimes I find to, you can be flexible a little bit if you have a good uh, risk and reward. Um, so that's, <clears throat> um, that's where the stop limits come into place. The same thing could be applies to a stop loss when you're in a position. So you're saying to the market, I want to get filled. Let's say you're long at 60. And if the market goes to 15, um, 59.80, you want to get out. But, and you, and, and then you say, but I don't want to get worse than 59.75. The problem on exit orders, um, with stop limit orders is that if the market gaps from 59.80 to 59.60, you're not out. You're not out because you said, I don't want to get any worse than 59.75. And that's very dangerous. So I don't recommend you guys doing that. Um, you know, again, you can enter with a stop limit. I don't recommend when you do, when you want to get out, just put a regular stop, whatever the slippage is, is because you don't know how much damage the market can do after that to your positions. 
Um, again, you can always go to community.optimistfutures.com and we can always explain those orders and illustrate it and illustrate them to you. Um, one last um, thing that I wanted to mention are um, it's called OCO orders. So OCO orders is basically, let's say you're in a position again, since I used the um, gold example in crude, I would use them again. So let's say you're in gold, you're long at 1500 and you have, and you want to put a stop loss at 1490 and a target at 1520. So essentially, you want to say to the market, if it goes to the profit first, cancel the stop. And if the stop loss hits first, cancel the profit. Those orders are called OCO orders. Now, the CME so far, if you're trading in US market, so the CME group, I should say, CME, CBOT, NYMEX, COMEX, they don't take those kind of orders. There are not native orders to the exchange. I believe that Eurex does when you trade them, but not the CME. So... Essentially, just remember when you put an OCO orders, there are two places that an order like an OCO can reside. It either resides on the um, provider or your execution provider, whether we use here Rhythmic, CQG, CTS, you know, OEC, TT, or some softwares, it's actually residing on your computer. Meaning that if you go through an internet outage, those orders will be working out there and one might not get canceled if one gets hit. So OCO orders, again, you know, um, you always have to have, always ask where they reside. And the other thing is, is that if your internet drops, you have um, also a mobile version that you can refer to and basically maybe exit exit to that or at least monitor through that. Um, that's basically it, guys. That's uh, as far as order execution. I hope it was helpful to you. Um, think about your method, uh, risk management above everything. And again, just a kind of a legal disclaimer about stop losses. They might not get executed at prices that you want. Uh, there could be slippage and market conditions could be as such that you just cannot exit. Um, I would say that this happened before. It happened. It rarely happens, but so far in my experience, but it could happen. So always watch out for it. Um, that's basically it. If you want to get in touch with us, please come to optimistfutures.com. Uh, and uh, you can always uh, call me. It's 1-800-771-6748. Our local number is 561-367-8686. If you have questions about opening an account, go to support at optimistfutures.com. And again, any trading-related questions, software-related questions, or anything of that sort, please visit our community.optimistfutures.com. I wish you a great trading week. Thank you for listening and uh, take care of yourself. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at one 800 771 67 Four, eight. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures Podcast.
Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.